Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Erica Rosen, VP of Marketing at BioLite Energy, a really cool company that I'll ask Erica to tell you about in just a second. But first, Erica, welcome. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me here. So now, tell us about BioLite. Yeah, you got it. So BioLite Energy is a, a full end-to-end energy company that is working on a kind of micro energy level. And so what we mean by that is I think a lot of the people, a lot of people when they hear energy company, they think of like a utility company, you know, Con Ed or wherever your local energy, whoever your local energy provider might be. And what we're doing is we're bypassing the traditional grid to provide level, decentralized energy on a personal scale. And one of the ways that we're doing that is through three core pillars of energy access, cooking, charging, and lighting. And the reason that we chose those pillars is we believe that those are the three kind of major buckets of energy that you need to feel safe, productive, and connected. And so we, the way that we are organized as, as a company is we have two arms of the business. We have a outdoor recreational business. So this is for enthusiasts who are living life beyond the grid um, as a choice. And then we also have an arm of the business in emerging markets where people are living beyond the grid because the grid hasn't reached them. So mm. half the planet is still living in a state of energy poverty, meaning that they lack the the either infrastructure or the ability to access safe lighting, cooking and charging solutions. And we are on a mission to change that. And so it's what's interesting is that whether or not you are an outdoor enthusiast living off grid by choice or uh, off grid household in an emerging markets, a lot of the time those really, really core energy needs are quite similar. And so we're able to utilize a business model called parallel innovation, where we take the same R&D team to focus on these crucial energy access questions and then develop core technologies that get turned into products relevant to both markets. Okay. Wow. That's super interesting. Now, yeah, I, know so it, I kind of, in- I kind of jumped the gun and went right into the business model. But I think that the, the kind of core essence of BioLite is that we're on a mission to empower people and protect mm-hmm. the planet through access to renewable energy. That's it in a sentence. Yeah, no, there you go. That's not jumping the gun at all. So now I know in our email back and forth to set up this interview, you mentioned you guys are working on launching a new product. And so Tell me a little bit about that product and who is the audience that you're trying to reach both when you launch a new product, whether it's this one or or any product. I mean, you've already mentioned like camping and off the grid type enthusiasts, but then there's this other realm of people who are not are, are just living off the grid. That's just their life. Who are you like sort of actively marketing to for, for the products that you're advertising on your website? Yeah. So for for folks who are listening in today, most people will be going to BioLightEnergy.com. And so that is our sort of outdoor facing website. And so folks who are coming there are people who are, you know, going camping. So we're talking to people who are looking to go camping, whether that's backpacking or car camping. So backcountry or front country activity. We're also increasingly speaking to people at home. So not just outdoors in the kind of off grid backcountry sense, but just 
outside in the backyard. So we're, we're increasingly reaching a lot of people who are looking to spend time outside much closer to home. Most notably, when we launched our fire pit a few years ago, we had a lot of people be like, oh, I get to have a smokeless campfire in my backyard. Yeah. Count me in. And then especially during COVID restrictions last year, you had a lot of people who were finding time outside in new ways. And a lot of that was just heading out into the backyard and trying to kind of break up the routine of your day. And so we had a huge spike in sales last year and and really sort of scaled that that relationship with what, who we called the backyardist. And then lastly, we are also speaking to people who are looking for emergency preparedness. So those are sort of the core groups that we speak to with our energy products. And that's in, again, kind of in that outdoor facing market. In emerging markets, we are reaching folks. We have a really kind of humbling opportunity to be households first step on the energy ladder. And so the energy ladder is this concept of like going from like zero to 10 watts, 10 to 100 watts, 100 watts to a kilowatt, and and looking at the different types of um, appliances or tools you can access at each kind of step of energy access. And so we're right at that beginning first step of the ladder. And so we have this, this, as I said, this really humbling opportunity to really transform what daily life looks like, getting those first few watts of, of energy access. Okay, really interesting. So um, you have, yeah. So, so, so you're juggling sort of lots of different types of audiences connected in some ways, but with different needs, different interests. And so I want to talk about some of the challenges you face in connecting with those audiences. Just to focus it, maybe we can choose one, you know, one subset. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. these. I think these the like, outdoor, yeah. Yeah, like the outdoor is like the, I mean, the backyardist. That's really interesting. I had never heard that, that term and <laughs> never really thought about it before. But so maybe we could focus there. Like how, who are these people and how do you connect with them? How do you engage them? What are your strategies? Yeah. Yeah. So, so first I think that to your point, like it's a term, you know, that, that is not widely used. And part of it is about connecting with your audience starts with listening to your audience and understanding who they are and what they're doing and what their needs are. And I think that that is a very important, it sounds obvious, but I think that for a lot of brands who are building in early stages or building from scratch, and for example, things like consumer insights might not be like a full discipline inside of your organization, or it's hard to have research tools or things like that. I think it's a, it's a common pitfall in a lot of early stage businesses to just make assumptions about who's using your product or assuming that they're like a carbon copy of yourself. You know, they're like, oh, that I'm just talking to myself. I'm just talking to people like me or something like that. And I think it's really important to not do your best to not make those assumptions. I mean, sometimes you have to because you, you might be resource constrained or anything like that. But, you know, with the rise of social media and all of these other tools basically allow people to self-report in ways that, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago was was, you know, the gatekeepers were consumer insights and research firms, you know, like those were the people who were going to get you the the diaries of how people were spending their days or the feedback on how they're using a product. And what's fascinating about social media is that people have basically leapfrogged those those 
research houses and are just self-reporting of their own volition. You know, you talk about diaries, that's an Instagram story. You talk about how are they using something, search for a hashtag. And so I think that there is an incredible amount of opportunity to just mine social media and self-reported insights, whether it's directly to your product or if you're, as I said, a younger organization or brand and you might not have a lot of uh, penetration, you can search for relevant hashtags to see how people are approaching either similar brands, similar categories, the, the use cases that you're looking for. And so for us, you know, I think that this rise of the backyardist is something that we we eventually were able to validate through a quantitative consumer study. But the original hypothesis and insight came from following actually a Facebook group, a Facebook enthusiast group that we didn't create. So there's literally a Facebook group called like BioLite Fire Pit Owners, and they are like the kindest, most creative, most engaged group of people just talking to themselves, like just sharing photos of how they're using things and what they're doing and asking for tips, sharing recipes. And it's just this amazing group of super users who just got together to swap ideas and share ideas. And, you know, they were kind enough to let a few bio lighters into the into the group. And and so we we don't, you know, drive conversation. We're not in control there. They, they, they are very much in control. But what it what it did is it gave us just a really unfiltered in like view into how people are using the product. And we were able to see a pattern of a lot of people just, you know, using it in their backyard and using it really in a really satisfied, like they're really satisfied. They're getting really creative with what they're cooking on it. They're making modifications and all this kind of stuff. But what we saw was that a lot of people, their, their kind of sessionability about how often they were using it was taking place much closer to home. Oh, wow. I, I love that. I love what you said about listening and how it seems so obvious but it's so true, right? It, it's because if you're in marketing, the impulse is we have to talk about what we're what we're doing, our products. Look at our stove and how cool it is. Like a little bit of that, but really, people don't want to hear about you all the time. They want to hear about things that reflect them, and really all about them, right? So it sounds like in this Facebook group that you tapped into sort of a gold mine of information. Not only about how people are using the product, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, how people are talking about it and the language they use to talk to each other about what they really care about. And it's not, ex I mean, the stove, I'm sure, is really cool, but it's what the stove allows them to do and the feelings that it allows them to have about being together in the backyard and cooking and, and having this outdoor experience. Am I on the right track? Totally. Like you, you have hit the nail on the head because it was, you know, that was an insight that we were able to unpack in this particular group about fire pits, but a broader insight that we have been able to really rally around inside of the last couple of years is that there's, there's the kind of marketing that needs to happen around driving a purchase and like, what are the things in that consideration and conversion phase that you need? And that's going to be things like tech specs, the durability of the product, you know, the, the basic information that you need and, and overview videos and all of that kind of stuff. But then once somebody has purchased the product, the way to build that, that brand durability and, and, you know, really engendering long-term loyalty is you deepen the relationship by helping them unlock the potential of their product. 
and really unlock the, the potential of the experience of what they can do with it. And that includes things like really basic operation, like helping them start a first fire successfully or understand how to set up a solar panel successfully, but then really expanding to understand just how many things you can do and really harness the potential of that product and of the energy around you. And so that's those are things like in the cooking category, recipes, fire starting, fire maintenance, like all of these things that that leave you feeling smarter about the product and like you have demystified the energy, like the energy experience. Mm -hmm. So what is the new product that you guys are getting ready to launch? Yeah, so I've been talking about fire for the last couple of minutes, but I'm going to jump to a different category. Okay. So in the lighting category, we have we're launching a new product. I have a little package right here. This is the Alpin Glow. And so the Alpin Glow is a USB rechargeable lantern. It's in two models. There's the 250 and the 500, and those numbers refer to their lumen count. And what's what's really neat about Alpin Glow is that, you know, BioLite we were born out of a really functional vision, which is this idea of energy access. But one of the things that we have increasingly seen through our consumer research, our listening, is that energy is not just this kind of cold utilitarian product. And, you know, energy is this deeply, deeply connective force on a social level. You know, you share meals with other people. You sit around when the when there's light in the sky and when the sun goes down and if there's no lighting, you go to bed early. You know, like you have you, you charge to keep your phone powered up so that you can make calls and have met, send messages to people. And, and so like energy is such a social utility as well. And that is something that we saw really, you know, come true in our fire pit. So not only do we deliver that really functional benefit of delivering a smokeless campfire, but campfires exist because people want to gather around them. You know, they want to talk. Mm -hmm. They want to make a meal. They want to roast a marshmallow. And so in the lighting category, we launched this beautiful new lantern called the Alpin Glow that delivers that same really functional illumination and energy sharing, but also pairs it with this really beautiful design that helps create kind of a sense of space and place and the way that we do that is we've done a custom LED configuration inside of the lantern that allows you to basically recreate your favorite sunsets and sunrises. And so we've got these beautiful multicolor LEDs that are that are configured in a way that you get this beautiful blend of colors that can either sit in static mode or they can rotate. So you get this really cool kind of mesmerizing vibe. And then we also have things like candle flicker mode. And then we also have a special LED technology called Chroma Reel, which has a very high color rating index so that you can accurately render colors around you in low light conditions. So we still have that cool white illumination, which delivers like super long burn times. Like you can run it for 200 hours. But if you want something that is a little bit warmer, a little bit, you know, closer to like the feeling of a fire or a candle, that warm, that warm white setting is going to deliver this kind of, again, functional in its own right, because sometimes seeing colors has a real functional value, like nighttime cooking, for example, or if you want an aid in photography or something like that. But it really just helps create a sense of space and place, as I said before, that allows you to set the mood that you want, because lighting really does help direct 
you know, and create areas, whether it's at a campsite, whether it's in a backyard. And so you're you're really in control, not just of the energy, but of energy in another form, which is light. And so you're really in control of the light that you're emitting and, and how that sets up the scene that you want to create for you and your friends. That sounds awesome, right? And it sounds like the the strategy as you've been describing it like like any good marketing will do right it's not just about the product itself the physical thing it's about what it where it takes you and how it exactly. makes you feel and, and and the experiences it 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 allows you to have a hundred percent. And I think that that is especially coming out of, you know, the last year and a half that we've all had. I mm -hmm. think that, you know, we, we make hard, good tech products. And so, you know, one of the things that we've talked a lot about in, in terms of connecting with our audience is we have a distinction internally, which is that our relationship is with our customers is not warm and fuzzy. It's warm and functional. And it's actually a really important distinction, which is that we are constantly on a mission to balance delivering you the the functional benefits of that hard, good technology that you're getting, but also keeping the relationship warm and tying it to that broader insight of energy being social utility. But because we don't want to go too fuzzy where all we do is talk lifestyle, 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 because you also have a lot of people who do care about the tech specs. Like we make products that are at a premium price point. You know, these these lanterns actually are a really great price point. They're 59 and 79, but it's not $10. You know, it's not mm -hmm. it's not a $10 thing that you're just going to grab off the shelf. And so we want to make sure that we are delivering a value proposition that is rooted in that deep functionality, but that we, we're not just like, we're not cold. We're not this cold tool, but that we kind of, in, we kind of occupy these two spaces. And so that for us, that distinction is warm and functional, which is keep the relationship warm and really deliver and don't be afraid to talk about the social connections to energy and the need to be safe, productive and connected, but also deliver the reasons to believe through some of those more functional communications. And one of the ways we do that is obviously we'll, we'll always we'll hit you over the head with tech specs if you want them. But something that we try to do in our creative and in a lot of our outward facing communications is we always want to show more than we tell. So we really prioritize, you know, really rich assets strong photography, video, all of that. And and one of the things that we've really delved into in this new campaign in particular is the idea of micro videos. So rather than watching like a four minute instructional video, maybe we'll show you 20 seconds of like mm -hmm. how to access candle flicker mode or how to use the internal accelerometer because like that's a lead I definitely buried, which is that this lantern has a really cool functionality where if you shake it, it unlocks a suite of features. Oh. And that's something that like we think is really exciting. And once you use it, it's really intuitive, but you're going to have to see it to believe it. And you're going to have to see it to understand it. Wow. That's good. It almost sounds like a magic lantern. Like you rub it and exactly. a genie comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. May all your lighting wishes come true with BioLite. Yeah, right, exactly. right, right. Wow, that's really cool. Right. So there's that balance, right? I mean, a lantern, something that could be and often is if you go to a hardware store, that's a commodity. You're just like, grab whatever totally. lantern I want. Just it has to be this bright. But you got clearly you guys are not marketing a commodity. There's it's a certain kind of lantern with a story and with a allows you to do certain things in, in a particular totally. way. And, yeah. but in the point of keeping us honest, like it also has to be 
parity, if not superior to those commodity options. And so that's why right. we want to make sure that like all of the functional tech specs are as good, if not better than those things. So that when we're delivering on some of these more like emotional features or secondary features, you don't, you're not sacrificing anything by reaching this. This is like a total upgrade all around. Right. It's not a gimmick either. So it's not a commodity. It's not just a toy. It's not a gimmick. It's, it has l- layers of value, levels of value. A hundred percent. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so final thoughts based on your experience, all this cool stuff that we've been talking about. What's some, what's something that your fellow marketers can start doing right now today to increase their engagement with their audience? Oh, well, I think that one of the ways to start increasing engagement is knowing who your audience is and where. I think that it sometimes people are people are like, oh, we're going to, you know, start a social media channel and we'll engage with everybody there. And that's great. And that's fine. But I think that understanding who your current customers are and who your prospective customers are and like where they might be showing up, because if you think that you're talking to your customers on one channel you might realize that actually that channel is full of prospective customers, but your current customers maybe subscribe to your email, but don't follow you on social or something like that. And just understanding the nuances that like you as a marketer are going to have your finger on the pulse of every channel you occupy. So as a marketer, mm-hmm. you're, you know what's going on on your email. You know what's going on on your social. You know what's going on on your website. And I think sometimes it might, you might assume that like a customer does all of those as well. Like your customer subscribes, mm, follows you right. on social, does this, does that. And chances are maybe they're doing one of those things. Maybe they're doing all three, but I think that, that understanding where your customer is spending their time and attention and then finding ways to connect with them on their terms on those platforms. And then from there, you can do things like understand what they what they're looking for from for you and and then that can do things like inform your content strategy or inform your creative asset development and things like that but i would say that like before you start building a ton of content do a little bit of fact finding to understand where your customers are and of the audiences you have built doing a little bit of of digging to understand if those audiences might actually differ by channel a little bit and then build the content and asset strategy from there Wow. Great advice. There's so much more we could say about that, but we got to (laughs) end because I want to keep the podcast to a certain length. Well, Erica, thank you so much for a really cool conversation. Yeah. Thank you again for having me here today. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.